Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Campus, and you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Um, so today we actually have two topics, which is a little unusual, but it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Um, so our first topic is um, actually talking about disability, talking about um, you know what it's like to be disabled within the queer community and why it's so important that we make sure that our community is accessible. Um, so just a quick disclaimer, um, I personally am not um, physically disabled, I suppose. I do have a invisible disability, I have ADHD, um, and me and a fellow Inside Out volunteer um, actually did a show on that earlier this year. Um, so if you go to our, web- our website, insideout.org, um, um, you can listen to all of our previous shows and that one um, as well, if you're interested in that. Um, so the reason we're doing um, a show on disability uh, today is because on the 3rd of December, it was actually um, the UN's International Day for Persons with Disability. Um, as far as I'm aware, there wasn't really a a public event um, about it. I did see some posts up on social media, but other than that, it sort of didn't get talked about, which is, you know, a real issue with um, disability is that it sort of gets swept under the rug. So being able to do this show and sort of bring a bit more visibility is really, really important. And it's really, um, you know, it's an honour for me to be able to do that. Um, So... When we talk about um, disability and being a rainbow person with a disability, it's really important to think about community while we talk about that because there is a disabled community, um, you know, people that go through similar struggles to you. It can be so empowering to um, be able to connect with those people and be able to talk to those people. Um, And especially with disability, um, it's sort of seen as making you less of a human or you know weaker in some way which you know for many people it does really hinder them in their lives but making you less of a person like no um having a disability is just you know something that people live with and some people feel really empowered by and some people really struggle with so it's just being you know, mindful, not only that everybody's experience with their disability is different, but um, also how how much maybe they need their community is different as well and what support they need. Um, as I said before, I'm not um, physically disabled and in some ways you could say that um, because my um, ADHD is so sort of invisible, um, I do have it a lot easier than a lot of people where their disability is absolutely life-hindering. Um, and I'm not going to speak for those people because obviously I can never understand what it's like to be in that position. But, you know, I think raising any visibility is really important. Um, and there is something that 
I have noticed, and I've read a lot of articles about it um, online as well, um, it was mostly around, I think, the um, Pride in America, um, and it was there was um, somebody wrote an article about how inaccessible Pride was um, because of wheelchair access. Um, so basically there were events where there was no wheelchair access into the buildings. There were only um, stairs. Um, the parades were really crowded, so people in wheelchairs or with crutches or anything like that, um, even sensory disabilities, couldn't go into those spaces because it was physically impossible or it was just r too much for those people. And that's something... Um, that we as rainbow rainbow people really need to think about because I think we definitely, uh, just like almost everything, um, every community, we are sort of ableist, even if it's, you know, unconsciously, is that um, at Pride, in Pride parades, there isn't really, um, you know, consideration for people that aren't able to walk or aren't, or need more space to be able to move. And that's something that we really need to think about. And I think that's something that's super important, especially thinking about Pride next year, that it is accessible. Um, and actually, I found this article while I was um, sort of looking some things up for the show today. Um, and I found an article. I'm not entirely... I will not, you know, say this is the only only source and this is the right and true answer to everything but there there's an article um I can't find who it's written by I'm sorry um but it says roughly one third of LGBTQ adults identify with having a disability um so that isn't they specifically say that that isn't um just a um, physical disability, but also a learning disability or a mental disability, like dyslexia, ADHD, autism, you know, so on and so forth. Um, which is really interesting, actually, thinking about we have one third, roughly, or at least by this um, sort of poll, um, we have so many people with... Um, physical or mental disabilities and yet we still see in our spaces that they're not accessible they don't have adequate wheelchair access they don't um you know make space for people that aren't able to walk or stand or you know do any of those things um at all or for a long period of time and people that have sensory issues, which is um, a really big thing, especially um, on the autism spectrum um, and in some other um, mental disorders. I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist, so um, I don't know too much about it. But you know, these are experiences that people have, and yet we still see that our um, spaces are still so. Um, sensory overloading they're so loud there's a lot of people and you know there's a lot of things that are really tough for people with sensory disabilities as well as um you know physical disabilities 
Um, and that's something that we as a community really need to think about, think about making things more accessible. And because we are a community and we know what it's like to sort of be ostracized, I suppose, from society in a way. Um, so it doesn't sit right with me um, to know that there are people in our community that um, aren't getting access to our community because it's so important. Community is so important. And I can think of nothing worse than making the effort to go to like a rainbow event and then the thing stopping you being the fact that there's no wheelchair ramp or it's too loud, you just can't be in that space, something like that. And that's really heartbreaking. That doesn't sit right with me thinking about that. Um, yeah, so uh, moving forward, because we do have two topics and we only have a half hour show, um, I guess uh, moving along, um, I will play a song right now. Um, so this is Talia by King Princess and King Princess is an awesome um, queer artist from America um, who's doing some really, really cool stuff. Um, really, really cool music. I 10 out of 10 recommend that you uh, check it out. So this is Talia by King Princess. Thinking that you're standing on my floor That you're waiting there for me Hey, my love You've walked out a hundred times out Supposed to know this time That you wouldn't come That you wouldn't come home but for drinks I'm wasted I can see you dancing Friends away and in this mess. I think I dug a thousand graves, Talia. I hope you're happy anyway. But for drinks, I'm wasted. I can see you dancing. Time on 
dancing I can lay down next to you at the foot of my bed If I drink enough I can taste your lipstick I can lay down next to you But it's all in my head But for drinks I'm wasted I can see you dancing That was um, Talia by King Princess, um, an amazing, amazing song that I love very much. Um, okay, so our second topic um, for this show is actually about um, Fafini Week. Um, I apologize if uh, my pronunciation is off. Um, but okay, so an explanation of what Fafini. Um, is it is an identity um, within um, the, the I think specifically Samoa, um, and from what I've researched, from what I've heard, is that it doesn't have a direct translation into um, what well, English, and its identity doesn't really. There is an an identity in our Western culture that is exactly like it. Um, but um, from what I've read, it sort of is along the lines of in the manner of a woman. Um, so it's seen as a third gender, which is actually quite, uh, well, surprisingly common in quite a few um, cultures, uh, a lot of which were erased um, through colonization and all that jazz. Um so basically, um, this topic again is uh, tied to a um, uh, some events. So it's actually um, Fa'afene Week. Um, so that started um, on the third as well, the same as the UN's Disability Day, um, and it actually started um, on the thirtieth anniversary of World's uh, World AIDS Day commemoration. Um, so, you know, two super important things within our rainbow community. Um, so it's being run by the SFA, which is the Samoan uh, Fafene Association. Um, you can look them up on Facebook uh, where they put all of their details and things. Um, so basically, um, this week is um, kind of working um not only to bring um you know visibility and validation to um an identity that's being quite you know uh, marginalized um and not talked about at all um but it's also working um hand in hand with um uh trying to end aids which um places um other places other rainbow places i'm sorry i can't uh remember the um 
the companies or the organizations that are actually um, heading that, but helping to end AIDS and HIV um, in New Zealand and around the world because it is um, still a quite a large problem within the rainbow community. Um, and get tested, guys. Um, uh, you can go to your, your family planning, get tested. Um, yeah, that's my, my little sidebar. Um, yeah, so basically they're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, you know, um, some community engagement things and online they're, um, you know, raising awareness and all that. Um, and also, um, from what I've read here is that they're going to have HIV testing booths, which will be available throughout this week. Um, uh, to get, you know, to get tested, you can go to uh, family planning, um, the SFA, and other organizations like that. Um, and also, this is a really beautiful opportunity to just raise awareness for those identities that have been so marginalized and have sort of been pushed aside for our more um, Western identities, um, a lot of which don't fit with um, other cultures because, you know, different cultures, they believe different things and they hold different things um, as value and as close to them. So having these um, identities that really mean something to them on a cultural um, basis as well as, you know, coming from that um, rainbow perspective and, you know, having those two things work together is so important because you should never have to choose between one community or the other, which I suppose you, sh you can tie that back in with um, being disabled and uh, rainbow is that you shouldn't have to choose between the rainbow community or the disabled community, you shouldn't have to choose between your culture and being rainbow. They work together. You can be more than one thing. You can be in more than one community, um, which I suppose we all sort of know, you know, but I think deep down sort of subconsciously a lot of us, I know at least in my experience, you know, it sort of feels like, you're rainbow, so you can't be, you know, religious, or you can't be, um, you know, you can't acknowledge your culture as much because it doesn't fit together. But I think, you know, especially things like Fafene Week and um, the UN Day um, for disabled people, that really helps to bridge that gap and say, no, you can be more than one thing, you, and you should be proud of who you are and be proud of your communities, um, which is just, you know, a really fantastic thing. And I hope that um, over the next, the coming year and the next couple of years that we uh, continuously see more visibility for um, different identities and different groups and different communities, um, especially with how they interact with the rainbow community. Um, yeah because there, I can think of nothing worse than having to choose between two really important facets of your identity and of who you are as a person and how you've grown up. Like, we know that, 
you know, your culture and where you grew up and um, your family connections, we know how important they are from a psychological standpoint. Uh, we know that they're a massive part of forming character and of forming um, your, your morals and um, what you enjoy and all of these kind of things. So when we tell people choose between this aspect of you and this aspect of you, it's a, it doesn't work because people are not just one thing. People aren't just part of one community. They're more than just one thing. And that's why, especially our rainbow community, we need to be intersectional because there are so many people of so many different backgrounds coming and, you know, valuing a part of themselves that perhaps they've never been able to value before because of you know, how society views rainbow issues and perhaps because of how their culture um, views rainbow issues. So it's so, so, so important that we give visibility to the ident identities that are overlapping and um, the identities that, you know, are a part of people and a part of their culture and a part of who they are as people. Um, yeah. So I guess so you could probably sum up today with just, you know, let people be people and don't discriminate against them. Um, our entire life lesson right there. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, yeah, I, I do have to say I don't know much about um, especially um, Māori, uh, Samoan um, and all of the really wonderful identities that we have here um, in New Zealand um, because, like, they aren't talked about. They aren't, you know, really publicised that much. We're definitely, I feel, getting better, um, you know, but I am, I must say, I am very privileged because cause I do work with Inside Out. I'm given all of these amazing resources and I get to meet all of these amazing people um, who identify um, with some identities that maybe I've never encountered before. So I'm very privileged in that way and I feel very privileged to sort of um, talk about this um, you know, even though they, um, it's not my culture and it's not my identity. Um, and I'm very honored that I get to, um, talk about these and, um, sort of give visibility to these identities because they're so, so important. And I think there's nothing compares to really appreciating somebody's identity and, uh, you know, seeing, um, you know, how much peace it gives them to know who they are. And yeah, it's just sort of a really amazing thing. And I'm so honored that I get to be a part of it. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you just for so much for, um, to Inside Out for letting me, um, do this and take this show. Um, as we're coming to the end of our runtime, I figured, uh, why not play another song? Um, so this song is 
everybody will know this song. It's a very popular song. Um, Honey by Kalani. Um, it's Kalani is an amazing uh, queer singer, um, and I absolutely love this song. It's so not only cute, but it's just brilliantly queer. Um, so this is Honey by Kalani. Girls just like I like my honey Sweet little selfish I like my women like I like my money Green little jealous Cause I'm a beautiful wreck A colorful mess but I'm funny Oh, I'm a heartbreak vet with a stone-cold neck, yeah, I'm charming. All the pretty girls in the world, but I'm in this space with you. Call it out the lines again to find my fire will stay with you. Heart, it will stay with you. Fly great escapes with you. Oh. I count down to the clock, say you away, don't walk away, or would you wait for me? I go out to the bar, fly canyon with the stars, don't even have a car, but you away from me. Honey by Kalani. Okay, so um, 
this week's show is now over. Um, I've been Compass, and you've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful uh, rest of your evening. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.